Good morning. We're uh, much to my surprise, we're on the air. 97.1 FM Talk. This is the Ion Health Show. Uh, you got me, Dr. Steve Harvey, and we have our special co-host, Dr. Jessica Whalen. Say hi, Dr. Whalen. Hello. Hello. Glad to have you on the show. We're going to have an awesome show today. Hey, and uh, before I tell you more about the show, we got uh, we got Ted on the board. Say hi, Ted. Hey, everybody. Hey. All right. Yeah, so, so Ted's on the board there. So the, that board there has like about 100 buttons, and Ted only has two hands, so this is what wizardry is this? I don't know. <laughs> they all do the same. Thing. <laughs> they all do the same thing. Yeah, I kind of wondered because there's so many. I wonder there's so many buttons and dials. I kind of wonder if it's like one of those Fisher Price things where most of them don't actually do anything. You know, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, like so, sort of. You know, each each little row does the the same thing, so it's not a big. Oh, okay. So so most of those buttons are just there to make you look important. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Cool. Okay. That, that's pretty cool. And uh, and Dr. Jones is not here with us today, but he'll be back. He, he's out of town today, so he's probably listening to the show saying, Steve, don't mess this up, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll try not to disappoint Mike there. So um, anyway, we are going to talk about, uh, Jessica, we're going to talk about the topic that is on everybody's mind recently and tell everybody what that topic is. The coronavirus. The coronavirus. Yes, yes. Hey, t- just a little bit of trivia that we brought up when we were off the air um, is do you know how they named it the coronavirus or why it's called the coronavirus? Well, I know now that it is definitely not related to the beer. It's not related. Exactly. <laughs> it's not related to the beer. There's the coronavirus, and uh, with a little Lyme virus, you need a little Lyme virus to go with the, <laughs> with the coronavirus. Okay. But the, uh, yeah, so so the coronavirus, uh, corona comes from, I don't know, Latin, Greek, I don't know, but it's the word for crown, you know, like coronation, it comes from the word for crown, because uh, under, under you know, high-power microscopy, if you have a high-power mi- uh, microscope, you can see the virus. The virus is like a sphere or like a circle with a bunch of studs all around it. So it kind of looks like a crown under mm-hmm. a microscope. So that's that's why they call it coronavirus. But anyway, so so the the coronavirus, uh, people might not know this, but the coronavirus is really a big category of viruses that's, that's been around for, well, for tens of thousands of years, but, but it's been around for a long, long time. But there's a certain strain of the coronavirus that people are worried about now. And they they call that the novel coronavirus, or sometimes they call it the 2019 novel coronavirus, or sometimes just the, the Wuhan coronavirus, because it came from Wuhan, uh, or originated in the Wuhan area, which is a big city in China, about 11 million people there. And uh, so with, with the virus, people have, uh, you know, people are getting sick. It's a respiratory illness. Uh, some people infected are really hardly sick at all or just a little sick. Uh, occasionally, people get very sick, and uh, in, in some rare cases, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been fatal. So, so it's, uh, it's something, something people are worried about. Yeah, I think they've almost overdone it a little bit. Like they have to have some kind of virus or um, illness that they have to bring up in the news every year. And this one, I yeah. think, is hitting China a right. little bit more than ourselves. I think the last I yeah. heard, U.S. has only had seven cases and no deaths. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the U.S., yeah. And I, I only know this part because I looked it up last night. But yeah, so so seven cases, uh, 
six out of those seven are people who came back from China, who were visiting China and came back. And one of those seven was was like the spouse of one of those first six. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so the so the spouse. So so there's been one case of person to person transmission in the U.S. Use your hands. Cover your mouth when you cough. <laughs> yes, wash your hands. Yeah, but so far, so f- uh, in the U.S., so far there have been uh, zero deaths. Yeah. So far. Uh, of course, the problem could get bigger, but I don't know. You know. I think as long as everyone is aware when they're around, especially during any cold season, because we have other viruses that are going around now, it's not just the scare of the coronavirus. Right. We were talking about the flu or influenza off the air, everyone should take standard precautions just to make sure to wash your hands after you've coughed on them. Or um, if you're going into large crowds, just make sure to be aware if you are immunocompromised or if you have a weak immune system, consider wearing a mask. But they do say don't don't um, completely rely on a mask because many times they don't fit properly and mm. they're not covering your mouth and your uh, nose. So yeah. if you are immunocompromised, just be aware during flu season and during um, any kind of cold season to um, carry yeah. around uh, some wipes and just yeah. take your standard precautions. Yeah, and wash, wash your hands and... Encourage those around you to wash their hands and not also. cough on you. And not cough on you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know, so the the coronavirus is is something worth keeping your eye on. But I think there is a lot of a lot of hysteria. Like there, you know, people are like, "Oh my gosh, you know, are we going to die? Yeah, we're all going to die." And and the, well, well, the answer is yes, we are all going to die, but not from yeah. coronavirus. <laughs> just just to be clear, it's not going to be from that. that not exactly. Be from that. Higher chance of alcohol poisoning, probably, <laughs> or, or, or all all sorts of different things. Yeah, but in so so yeah, you know, in the in China, in China, uh, there are more than twelve thousand confirmed cases of coronavirus oh. and uh, of this particular coronavirus, and uh, and as of yesterday, when I checked, uh, two hundred and thirteen deaths. So wow. so it is uh, it is a big thing there. And, a, and th- there are currently 60 million people in lo- in some sort of lockdown <clears throat> okay. in China who can't uh, who can't travel. And a lot of this happened right around Chinese New Year, which is like Christmas for them, mm-hmm. you know. So that's uh, and that's with big sad. celebrations and big crowds, that's when things are going to be more likely to be communicable or spread from person to person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it ruined a lot of travel plans. You know, people who wanted to see their relatives in another part of China or whatever, they, they couldn't do it. So they're kind of trapped. So that's, so that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so the, the number of cases of this coronavirus outside of China is really small. You know, there's the seven in the U S and a few dozen in various other parts of the world. Yes. Currently. So it's not a, not that big of a problem outside of China currently, but there, they're still keeping an eye on it. And it looks like some of the countries around the world, as I was just scanning, some of them are trying to slow flights out of China or mm-hmm. um, impose different screening for people that are coming out of flights just to make sure that it's not spreading. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if this has been imposed, but I was listening to um, the station this morning and they were talking about if anybody had a confirmed case when getting off the plane, they were talking about trying to uh, put them in a 14-day um 
quarantine. Oh, wow. Even in the U.S. Yeah. I don't think that's become a thing, but people were kind of discussing it. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Huh. And I think one, uh, before we go out on break, I think one one very interesting uh, science-y thing that, uh, well, well, well science is a word now. <laughs> so one very interesting science-y thing is that they've, They've looked at the genetics of the people who tested positive for the new coronavirus, and the the genes of all the different ones were very similar to each other in a way that pretty much shows that it was caught early. Because once a virus is out in the wild for a while, it, the, the, the genetic code tends to drift around and change, uh, but it was fairly uniform. So, so for this coronavirus... Uh, genetically, they were able to show that uh, that it's fairly new in, in its jump over to humans, and also that China jumped on it pretty quickly. So, uh, unlike the unlike the SARS outbreak years and years ago, which was also a coronavirus, unlike that one, for this one, they the experts are saying that that really China has done a pretty good job so far, and they've yeah. sort of they've sort of jumped on it and quarantined and monitored and cooperated with health agencies from around the world. So, so uh, we, we think that people in high places are, are pretty much doing the right thing yes. for now. And with viruses, it is interesting because they can mutate fairly quickly, mostly because I think for those of you that aren't sciencey out there, yeah. um, viruses actually aren't alive. They're actually um, pieces of genetic code and pieces of material. And so it is yeah. easier. Their sole existence is for replication. If you're a Star Trek nerd, it's similar to the Borg. Um, so. Yeah, but the Borg were alive. <laughs> yes, the Borg were alive, so but their different. purpose yes. was replicating. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. yes. The coronavirus will assimilate you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. And it actually does. Sometimes viruses will assimilate pieces of our own DNA or um, change our own DNA, which is um, where some of the research was actually looking at using viruses for a while to go in and target specific cells um, for destruction and things like cancer. So virus studies in particular um, is actually very interesting if anybody is a nerd like me and wants to go read on line all the different studies that have been looking yeah. at viruses as actual yeah. agents to treat illness. Right. Yeah. I mean, when, when virus, viruses are pretty cool when they're not giving you a cold or yeah. something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, we're, uh, we're coming up on break time here. So uh, we're, we're going to go out on break in just a little bit. Uh, when we come back, uh, a little more about Wuhan coronavirus, about one cure that's not a cure. And, uh, and the germ that you should actually be worrying about. It's not coronavirus. Whoa, 97.1 FM, Ion Health Show. We got me, Dr. Steve Harvey. We got over there, Dr. Jessica Whalen. And we got over there, Ted on the board. So we are talking about the coronavirus. Uh, it's on everybody's mind. and uh, On the news every other second. <laughs> right, on the news every other second. We're all going to die. Yeah. So yeah, it's on the news every other show. But yeah, I, it, all joking aside, it is it is a thing, and it is something that's good that we're keeping our eye on. Um, and uh, I think you know, so. So just just going over the real basic statistics again. Um, so more than ten thousand confirmed cases in China are relatively maybe a couple hundred. 
confirmed cases in the rest of the world, including seven in the U.S. Mighty seven. Mighty seven. No yeah. deaths. Yeah, no deaths in the U.S. Also, no deaths uh, outside of China. I mean, other than China, there have been no deaths uh, from coronavirus. But 213 deaths as of yesterday uh, from coronavirus. Uh, a lot of variation in how sick it makes people. They, they think there are some people infected with this coronavirus that um, uh, that are have no symptoms or just feel a little bit sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for other people, they can be very sick, uh, up to and including uh, death. But how does that compare? So when we're talking 200 deaths in China and we yeah. look at something like the flu... Right. How is that in comparison what we're looking at with the United States? Oh, oh, you know, I'm glad you asked. I I just happened <laughs> uh I just happened to look that up and so so in the flu season in this year in the flu season, uh 19 million people got the flu. So quite a bit more. Quite a bit more. So 19 million <laughs> compared to 7 is more. <laughs> Anybody want to do the math? I can. Yeah, it's it's hard to do the math, but that's more. And uh, 180,000 hospitalizations due to the flu in the U.S. That's quite an expense then to the United States. Yeah, talking only about the flu. And uh, and for the flu, so far this flu, not this calendar year, but this flu season, uh, more than 10,000 deaths. So that is bigger than our zero. Bigger than 10,000 zero. Ten thousand bigger. I did the math on that one. <laughs> Ten thousand bigger than the zero. Yeah, it is. And yeah. China's only had two hundred and three with as many people that they actually have. Yeah, they've got a lot of people there. So yeah. we're looking at how the flu is actually potentially more devastating in some ways. Oh yeah. But we've moved on to discussing the coronavirus. I think it's just important for everyone to know that it's you yeah. know that standard precautions for all viruses. Yes. Um, and that brings up um, for patients and people that may be struggling or immunocompromised, remembering about flu vaccinations and things. And I know mm-hmm. it comes up frequently, at least in my practice, should I get it, should I not get it? And I think a lot of people forget that the development of vaccinations, especially for rapidly mutating viruses, which would include things like influenza, yeah. it's actually hard to create. And that is why a lot of times we'll hear that the Flu vaccination was, quote, not as effective one year to the next. And because they have to kind of, based on science, figure out where the virus is going to go, how it's going to mutate when they create Mm -hmm. um, the vaccination. And so, yes, it is harder to make sure that it's always going to be 100 percent effective. But the CDC recommends it highly because it can at least even if you don't. get the full coverage, it still helps the immune system to kind of recognize um, the foreign invaders when they come in. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So. It de- 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 decreases chances of getting the flu. Yeah. And if you do get the flu, I mean, you might still get the flu, but it decreases chances a lot. And if you do get the flu, you'll be less sick. Yes. And you're less likely to transmit the flu to people around you. Which is the biggest thing. And that's why in um, hospitals, because I know I used to work in supervision and even a lot of the healthcare staff was unaware that a big reason that healthcare staff is required to get uh, vaccination is really not 
so much for them as it is for protecting their immunocompromised patients and making sure that they're not getting ill. Right. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to turn yourself into a little Petri dish going around and infecting all the people around you. Exactly. It's One like, of my yeah. favorite words, become a fomite. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. 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 So we, yeah. So, so, and, and I think the CDC, um, recommends, if you can, to try to get the flu vaccine early in the flu season. Yes. I mean, it's never too late. If it's late in the flu season, go ahead and do it if you haven't already. But they, they, they rec- you know, the, the flu vaccine is not perfect, but it's pretty good. And the flu mm-hmm. is, a, is a big deal. Yes. Much pretty bigger good. than the coronavirus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which which kind of makes me wonder. Um, I mean, I guess the coronavirus could become a bigger problem. But yeah. other than that, I wonder why coronavirus gets so much attention and the flu is... People practically forget about it, even though it's there. It's yeah. I don't know if it's just you know, ooh, it's from China. It's mysterious, mm-hmm. or uh, I think that's uh, part of it. Yeah. I uh, studied journalism and I made it through two classes. Class one was <laughs> ethics. Class two was learning how to write and break every rule of ethics to sell your story. Oh, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and so sometimes, and even though it is kind of. I will call it salesy or trying to get this story out there about coronavirus. I think it does yield or bring about more discussion about uh, standard precautions and illness in general. So I can't fault it for being an exciting and new, interesting story that everyone's bringing up. But out of it, just remember that all viruses are kind of important to consider when we're um, walking about or in big crowds or traveling somewhere. We just want to use basic common sense in order to keep ourselves healthy and everyone around us. Yeah. 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 It's all the, got to think about all the, it's not just coronavirus. All viruses matter. <laughs> yes, all, all viruses, viruses. matter. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> where do we go from there? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So, the, um, Hey, you know, something else. <laughs> How? Okay. I'm so, sorry. I snorted <laughs> and it threw everything off. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, but uh, something else to think about is, um, in addition to the flu, is is there is a uh, there's a fake cure for coronavirus going around on the internet, and this is and you you might you weren't here for that one, Jessica, but this was just one or two weeks ago when uh, Dr. Mike Jones and I uh, were were talking about it. So there's um, there is a bleach solution. Oh, no. I mean, and they don't call it bleach on the bottle, but it's Miracle <laughs> Mineral Supplement. Oh, really? And there, there's other there's other forms of the same thing where where you buy it on the Internet, and when you mix it with uh, something acidic, it turns into a bleach, and you're actually, you're actually it's not the same as, it's not exactly the same as the bleach you use for laundry, but it is a bleaching agent. Uh, and you, And there's online things saying that you're supposed to drink this, and that it can, you know, cure the flu, can cure HIV, can cure autism, can oh, cure cancer, really? <laughs> all, all kinds of wacky. Apparently, I need to drink some of that. <laughs> right. I would, I would not recommend no. it. Yeah, as, 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 you can, as you can imagine, surprise, it's fake. Yes. And there is zero evidence that this works for anybody. And there's abundant evidence that drinking bleach is a bad thing. I, that, that might shock and amaze you, but... Um, I'm pretty sure we learned that with Tide Pods. Um. Yes, right. It's it's as dumb as the Tide Pod thing, and and yet people are doing it. Um, and I think I think the way it works is there's websites out there with uh, you know uh, 
with, with, with fake endorsements, encouraging people to buy it. And then on the other hand, there's people selling it on the Internet who pretend that they're not the same person as the, as the websites pushing yeah. it. Yes. Um, so it's dangerous. I mean, people have gotten very mm-hmm. sick. They've been hospitalized. It eats up your insides. We probably um, have more deaths to that than uh, the coronavirus itself. Right. Yeah, it's cer- certainly not less. It's certainly not less than zero <laughs> deaths. So I can tell you that. So, uh, so anyway, I, you know, I think I, I never thought I would, I, and I had mentioned this before, but I never thought I would be on the radio saying, you know, drinking bleach is bad. <laughs> well, you know, after yeah. working in uh, psychiatry and mental health, I think there are some interesting things I've had to yeah. tell patients. That's true. Yes. Yes. You know, so I think some, there's somebody, somebody's out there listening to this who really needs to hear this. Please don't. Drink bleach or don't drink bleach. Yes. <laughs> it's or don't drink bleaching agents. It's it's bad. So uh yeah, so that's not a not a cure for coronavirus. But we're uh, we're coming up on a break pretty soon, not quite yet. Uh when we come back, uh we have a very interesting topic. I, I think this will be a great topic. Um you might have seen in the mainstream media that Utah, Utah of all places, has <laughs> placed a ban on LGBT conversion therapy. It's the most conservative state to do so. They have a Republican governor, a Republican legislature, and uh, they banned conversion therapy. So what up with that? We'll be back. 97.1 FM Talk, KFDK. This is the Ion Health Show. We got me, Dr. Steve Harvey. We got Dr. Jessica Whalen, and we have Ted on the control board. And uh, so we, we we got a cool topic now. We got uh, so this is from uh, this is from about I think this happened one or two weeks ago, uh, where Utah uh, became the nineteenth state to ban conversion therapy for minors. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm, I, it it goes by other names, but the the gist of conversion therapy is uh, to uh, basically take people who are gay and try to ungay them. Yes, and they usually do this through methods of what they consider shaming. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a lot of patients, LGBTQ um, population in my practice, and I've actually had some that have experienced conversion therapy. Really? Yes. Really? And we have to work a lot through the PTSD and the emotional trauma. Yeah. It's very interesting if anybody has ever watched those um, kind of shows on, on the television, like Maury show and things like that, where uh, yeah. people have kind of self-hate for their own self. It, it somewhat can manifest itself looking like that after after therapy yeah they'll yeah. they'll still be the who they are but there's then just this self-loathing that comes and it doesn't necessarily right. change anything but create a level of ptsd that then is an ongoing life treatment yeah right right yeah yeah so so yeah and that's um and i think for this for this particular one because it's a you know it's a surprise that utah took this particular step because Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Utah, right? Right. Well, being so conservative. But <laughs> yeah. I think people really need to look at the bigger picture yeah. and the cost I'm associated. If you have a therapy that's going to fail patients and also make them sicker, right? like I see in my practice now having to manage chronic long-term PTSD, Yeah. Um, we've now actually created a strong uh, 
illness in someone that may never, yeah. never resolve itself. They might, yeah. They might They might hate themselves. They're still gay and now they hate themselves for right. it, which is the direct result of the conversion therapy. Yeah. So yeah. it didn't really convert anything except for <laughs> right. into PTSD. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for the, in, in this particular case, the, you know, the, the Republican governor, uh, uh, Gary Herbert, uh, you know, through a spokesperson, he said he, he decided to support this conversion therapy ban uh, because he thought that science should prevail over politics, Yay. science over politics. So that's, I think Novel that that's concept. a refreshing, pers- <laughs> refreshing perspective. So let's, uh, let's ask Ted here. Hey, Ted, Ted. What's up? Okay. So, so if you had to choose science or politics, which is better? That's tough. It's not tough. It's not tough. It's not at all tough. <laughs> it's not a trick question. We are a bunch of science nerds yes. in this. Which studio which is smarter, right science or politics? I'm gonna go with science, science. on this one. I yeah. mean, I think science. Yes, yeah. It's almost almost like the flu Wuhan comparison in in magnitude. There. Not that I don't think history is hard to learn to become a politician and comparative politics. Yes, but yes, but. Science yeah. is by yeah. far where my harder courses. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And I think I think science is science is fundamentally honest. Yes. And politics is not so much. Right. Usually. I think it's the politics that makes the science come out. <laughs> if there's right. any false science, a lot of times it's skewed by yeah um, other factors. Po- politics or industry or mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah. And and I think. You know, um, pretty much everybody who counts for anything has uh, has condemned conversion therapy, especially right. for minors. You know, the uh, the American Medical Association says mm-hmm. it's bad and it doesn't work. American Psychiatric Association, the American Psychological Association, mm-hmm. uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics, right. basically everybody. And uh, and I think the two the two parts of that, you know, one is that it's been shown to directly harm people who undergo the therapy. Yes. And it's, it's basically hurting children. Exactly. I mean, it, it goes back to, for those of you who have had to take as many psychology classes as I have with Erickson, Eric Erickson and uh, his different stages, continually incorporating shame into children basically causes dysfunction at multiple stages in their development. And so we really, by doing this type of therapy, had created dysfunction and created um, different um, behavioral and psychological stages not to be met appropriately. Yeah, yeah. And and really just just beyond the theoretical stuff, just just empirically, you know, just by by actual observation. And it sounds like you've seen this in your own practice, too. But um, in, in larger populations, you can show that. If if someone who is gay or transgender, if they were, if they if they had um, conversion therapy as a kid, you know, first of all, they're still gay, but second of all, they have something like a doubling of a rate of suicide attempts and yes. a much higher rate of depression. So so we know that that you know that the that the treatment or the so called treatment is is directly harming people. Right. Similar in a, a study that a large, large study of uh, transgender people uh, that came out uh, in late 2019 in the American Journal of Psychiatry, uh, similarly showed uh, that people who 
were exposed to conversion therapy were much worse off. And if they were exposed to conversion therapy at an early age, like before age 10, that they were even more worse off. It did, did a more, more deep-seated damage to people. Um, and then, you know, at the same time, there's no evidence that it actually changes someone away from being gay. There are a lot of people who claim that they, you know, had prayed the gay away or whatever. Right. But, you know, they say they prayed the gay away, and next thing you know, they yeah. were caught Right. And I would say most gay, people gay. understand yeah. that that work in the field. We all recognize that um, gender and sexual orientation all lie on a spectrum. So yeah. certain individuals that may say that may not be as far to one side of the spectrum as, yeah. say, another individual. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody can be somebody can be bisexual, uh, asexual, yeah. pansexual. Right. I think yeah. I've had. Yeah. And I've I've lost track of what all those words mean. There's too many <laughs> words, but but yeah. Yeah. So but that's uh that's that's a subject of some of some interest. So I don't know. Do you, do you think other states might follow the lead of Utah or I'm really hoping states, that they follow yeah. the lead just because, you know, we've proven that it doesn't work. Yeah. We've proven that it causes harm. Mm-hmm. And especially given that this is starting in children. Yeah. Everybody should agree that our children are important to offer the best type of therapies to to help them be productive and not lead to the suicide epidemic that we actually do seem to be seeing. Yeah. And for our LGBTQ population, it is already a higher rate yeah. of um, suicidality. Yeah. So adding inappropriate therapies on top of that, we're kind of right. Yeah. Yeah. Stating that that's going to be something that's going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think I think before this ban, Utah had a higher than normal suicide rate. I think, you know, I, I think sometimes the conservative states are more likely to have people around them or families that are not accepting of of who they are, which is which you see yeah. the trauma. I see it in my practice every day. You know, people want to be close to their family. Yeah, and when you know a family decides to. Um, based on their belief system, turn away from a family member. Um, it does. It creates abandonment, feelings of isolation, and being alone, which, again, reads, leads right back to PTSD. Right, yeah, which is a lou- lousy way to treat a kid. Right. Jeez, yeah, yeah. Kind of sad that that sort of thing's still going on. But I, 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 do think the, I do think the younger generation, you know, you talk to people and they're, you know, in their teenagers or in their twenties, and they don't, they don't really care if someone's gay or trans. So I think, I think that I think that sort of, that sort of thinking is going to continue to be that. on the decline. Yes, yeah. I do find that um, peers today tend to be pretty supportive in that way. Um, that is a protective factor for many of my patients. That if they have difficulties at home, the peer support that they can get from being accepted at least by their own age group tends yeah. to at least help offset some of the trauma that comes from uh, being unaccepted at home. Yeah. 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 So I think, yeah, I think guys, uh, as, as time goes on, hopefully, uh, hopefully the situation will be better for, for that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It most definitely will save us as a whole um, from the financial perspective, as we know that chronic mental illness is one of the most expensive and debilitating um, 
of any of the of all the illnesses. It's right. up there along with migraines and Alzheimer's disease. Those are some of the most expensive to society. Um, yeah. are are those three. Um, and then followed by our top things like cardiovascular disease and diabetes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, so if we can avoid, if we can avoid damaging people when they're young, then when they're older, they won't need to consume as many mental health services. Very or, much. And they can more likely to have a job and pay taxes as opposed to unable to hold a job and pay taxes. So, exactly. Yeah. I sometimes joke with my patients that um, I'd like to see these things fixed, and then they're like, but then you won't have a job. And I'd say, well, I'd rather not have a job and have healthy people around me. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, you know, working in psychiatry, we'll, we'll always have a job. I know no shortage there. Yes. But, uh, yeah. All right. All right. Hey, we got, uh, we got more topics coming up. We're uh, getting close to break time here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about a uh, study that has a that has a unique approach to reducing the suicide rate. How can we do that? All right, we're back. Ninety-seven point one FM Talk. This is the Ion Health Show. Uh, Dr. Steve Harvey, Dr. Jessica Whalen, and Ted running the board. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. So, hey, um, we uh, we we. We talked off the air a little bit about what we're about this next topic. Uh, this is something else that's been uh, been in the mainstream media and it has caught some attention. And it looks like a, looks like fairly good, uh, fairly good science as far as uh, a way to reduce the suicide rate that might might hold some might hold some controversy here. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So so in this study, they uh, they looked at. Um, uh, suicides between 1990 and 2015, and they specifically looked at the suicide rates from one state compared to another, and they looked at the minimum, what was the minimum wage in one state compared to another, and they also looked at how do the suicide rates change when the minimum wage changed. Uh, and they, they, I think it's impossible to control for all the variables and something so complicated, but they they did the best they could to control for those variables. And uh, basically what they found is that uh, a higher minimum wage uh, reduces suicide. And I don't think that's that shocking. Actually, I yeah. probably have this conversation at least four times a day in my practice. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is actually something that I talk about frequently, about um, the suicide rate and mental illness in America and how I personally believe that we're not breeding more mental illness. It's I do a lot of genetic testing. Yeah. We all have genetics that predispose us toward um, one type of mental illness or another. But it's really the stress that starts to turn those genetics toward, I call them like kind of the negative trait. Yeah, and that yeah. might be, um, you know, more suicidality, more anxiety, more depression, et cetera. And what I see the most in my practice is that patients who are, quote, I call it backed into a corner. They're struggling meeting their bills. They're working 16-hour days. They're not sleeping. They're having to go from job to job. They don't have time with their family. They don't have vacation time. Yeah. Um, and they're afraid of work their job, the more people are backed into corners, we are biologically still mammals. And there's one of two ways that goes. It's either a lash out or a lash inward. 
And yeah. so I feel, you know, we're seeing, you know, the school shootings and things as people lash out and we're seeing more suicides as people are um, not able to figure out what their next moves are. And I would say the number one issue I hear in my practice is people really worried about how they're going to pay their bills, how they're going to put food on the table, how they're going to pay their electric. Um, That is probably the number one thing I hear. And I would definitely say it correlates with the depression scales that we do in my office. The higher the depression, the more financial dysfunction there is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I guess that kind of brings up the question of, you know, does money buy happiness? But it's like, well, not necessarily happiness, not, not necessarily but less stress. Happy. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, certainly, certainly if someone is really, really struggling to make ends meet and they have a miserable life, then, you know, that the lack of money is part of part of the problem. And if they're kind of trapped in that situation where they're, they're working, they're work, they have to work so they can't yeah. go to school and they can't mm-hmm. better themselves to get a better job and they have people to support and, Right. I would say I've had periods of time in my life, even with a good career, where I've, you know, been like, okay, where's this money going to come next? How am I going to pay this bill? And I could only imagine amplifying that if it meant between choosing a medication for a family member or choosing between eating that day or choosing if I was going to put gas in my car to get to my job or um, even being able to pay the rent. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think poverty uh, poverty is definitely part part of the mental illness For, uh, epidemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess the you know some some people would argue, and I I don't I'm not sure where I stand on this, but some people would say, well, if you increase the minimum wage, then there would be fewer jobs. There might be some truth to that. I think that's that's certainly what some people would would say. Not, not, I, I not sure think it depends on where not. you take the money from. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some higher higher end. Uh, uh, people paid in certain organizations that could probably take a little less in order to ensure <laughs> that some people made a little more. But yeah, um, yeah, and I don't know if it would necessarily take from the jobs because um, it would still have to get done. You still have to produce whatever it is that you're trying to bring about. So yeah, they would yeah. have to find a way to budget that appropriately within an organization if they increased yeah. their employee wages. Yeah. But yeah. And I think there's some argument that if, if, if low income people, if there's bazillion low income people out there, if they made a little more money, mm-hmm. that that could be like fertilizer for the economy, and they would they would actually use that little more money to to buy things and uh, and I stimulate the true. economy. I yeah. think that if people had obviously if people had expendable um, resources or or money to stimulate the economy, of course they're going to buy things. That's kind of isn't that the American way, but. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the same time, if you have extra money, people do tend to try and at least purchase things on their own. But if you can't even pay for food, um, there's a lot less likely for that to be happening. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I guess you know, sort the, but the the whole issue is you know very much entangled in uh, you know not just science but also politics and economics, which is another kind of science. Mm-hmm. But uh, and math and math. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what? But regardless. Regardless of what you otherwise think about uh, about minimum wage, they they did show you know that a one dollar increase in minimum wage caused a fairly substantial decrease in the suicide rate, which I would presume is because people would be people at the bottom would be a little less desperate yeah. 
yes. uh, have a little less miserable of a life mm-hmm. and, and be able to hang on and provide for their families. Well, I always like to look at, I mean, and even in my studies and looking at uh, other mammals, the only times that other mammals usually attack their young or anything like that is under when they're under stress and duress. When there isn't yeah. enough food or the rest of the herd will be jeopardized, that's when people start acting out. Right, and that's when yeah. animals start acting out. Yeah, so yeah. It, we're really not that far removed. Yeah. yeah. Um, desperation drives drives a lot of these instances that we're seeing suicidality yeah. and also um, homicidality. Yeah, yeah. We'd probably have, have less of that problem if we lived in a better world. So <laughs> I'll, uh, we'll, we'll get right on that. We'll just make the world better. <laughs> yeah. Sure, surely, that, surely that won't be too hard to do. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, that's a... That's a that's an interesting topic that we we could have all day all, all sorts of controversy, uh, mm-hmm. all sorts of controversy with that. But uh, so uh, I think a, a few other a couple other things to talk about before uh, before we wrap up here. Uh, one is that uh, you know we that we we love doing this show and we're going to keep doing it. And there's going to be some changes. There's going to be some exciting changes on the show. Uh, one one change is we're actually we're changing the name of the show in March. So don't get confused. Right now, t- still today, we are the Ion Health Show, and in March we will be the Medical Beat. So you can check you can check out the website themedicalbeat.com. There's not much on the website right now, but go ahead and there check it, be. and you can yeah there there will be <laughs> stuff us, there. Give us ideas. Yeah, give us ideas. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and doc, Dr. Whalen will be here a lot. And Thank you. Yeah, you bet. And and Dr. Jones will be here. And I'll be here. And and uh, either Ted or Chad will be there on the board. So we're gonna we're gonna have a good show, and we're gonna have all kinds of all kinds of new stuff. All I kinds like of new. new features. Yeah, really shiny and new. So anyway, that's it. Um, it's a little before checkout time, but I guess we can. Yeah, Ted will play the music and fade us out here. Uh, thank you for being. Thank you for joining us on the show today. And we stay really enjoyed healthy. it. Yeah, stay healthy. Uh, don't let people cough on you. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Ciao.